geez, Dad, not the car again. Oh, happens all the time with old Betsy. Have you checked out Carvana yet? They have thousands of cars for under $20,000. But do those thousands of cars have personality like old Betsy? Betsy's held together by tape. And there are raccoons living in the engine. Psh, it's a family car. Uh, there are flames on the hood? Ah, custom paint job. No, Dad, the car's on fire. How many cars did you say Carvana had? Visit Carvana.com to shop thousands of cars for under $20,000. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. Please stand clear of the doors. Hey guys, we're on the monorail. We just got passed by a flying gump. I really wanted to see uh, TikTok today. The alligator? No, the Royal Army of Oz. You can't meet these characters at Disney. No, that movie was horrible. It was terrifying. They're not going to advertise those characters. They're never going to have them here. All right, well, if we can't meet TikTok, can we meet Instagram? <laughs> Welcome to episode 160 of the Diz His podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris. I'm Alex. Today, we will be giving the his on Return to Oz. So before we get into the history, I just want to talk about our Patreon for a second. Right now, we are recording live for our Goof Troop members. So if you want to watch us live once a week while we record, you can sign up for our Goof Troop. You go to DizHis.com and the link is at the very top. As well as seeing all of our faces, you'll be entered into our amazing giveaways where we give away uh, signed comics, wax melts, Disney merchandise, Diz his merchandise, among other things. You get access to our Goof Troop chat where you can interact with us and other Goof Troop members on Discord. We talk Disney daily and have daily Disney themed questions. Plus, it's really fun to watch our live shows because we have a lot of fun and mess up a lot. So it's usually really funny to watch. The lowest tier is like $2 a month, so it's very affordable. So you can go ahead and check that out on DizHiz.com. Also, if you want to maybe have your memory shared for a future episode, call us at 707-842-0345. That's 707-842-0345. Leave us a memory. Leave us a comment. Leave us some information. Also, if you you know live in 2021 or 2022, I should say, you can also email us at DizHizHistory at gmail.com. Please email some information, a memory, maybe history messed up on, maybe history we didn't know, maybe a future idea for a future episode, or just email me to tell me you're alive. I don't have anyone emailing me. Are you out there, listeners? Are you? I don't know. So today we have the great pleasure of having Scott from the No New Friends podcast along to discuss his favorite movie. Are you serious? He was able to do the show? the end of my very very busy schedule no guys thank you for having me on and i'm so excited to talk about this topic this was like one of my favorite childhood movies watched it a billion times it's horrifying and i can't wait to talk about it yeah we gotta we gotta dive deeper into that psyche right there yeah yeah for sure alex and i put our life savings together which you know full disclaimer is not much but it was enough to buy uh joe and jen out of their shares of the disney's podcast this is officially Alex and I's <laughs> podcast. We had a hostile takeover. It was like an Elon Musk Twitter type thing. Of course, I'm joking. They're on another cruise. Another um, cruise. Another like one. The fifth, fifth one this month. Um, so they will be back next week. So related. We'd like to thank all you Patreon members for your unwavering support to the Diz His podcast. <laughs> 
Here's no, Chris, two dollars a month, but I, I guess I guess some of our Patreons are donating lots more. Right. So before we get into the his on Return to Oz, I've never watched this movie. And Alex, you never watched it either, right? It was your first time. Correct. It was my first time. So Alex had the great idea of having a virtual double date. Which That's right. Both of our dates uh, fell asleep. <laughs> yes, they did. They both <laughs> fell asleep. And it was just us no, watching I'm, the movie together. I'm sad I missed it. I wish I would have gotten COVID last week so I could have joined you guys on this <laughs> instead of having to work. Yeah, we, we were trying the D plus like share thing that was capable, but I don't have the D plus information because I share with my family and yeah. I didn't sign it up. So I couldn't sign in, but we ended up just pushing play at the same time. And then via live stream, we synced up. So was, as the movie's going on, we're making comments about the movie to each other as the scenes are happening during the movie. And yeah, uh, we had yeah. I should have recorded your reactions to this movie. That would have been for some great content for your Patreon members. I think that my would wife would have been. been upset with a, with a screen lit up next to her the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I was, I was eating some food. It wasn't pretty. It was, yeah, it was fun. That we had a Facebook messenger group going and we, uh, there was there was a lot to comment on, which we'll touch on while we get deeper into the his of this. But um, interesting movie, to say the least. I think if I could sum up this movie in any one word, it would be interesting. It, so, would, um, it wouldn't be so. so <laughs> very famous recurring line, I guess. So let's talk about let's get into the his a little bit of this and so we can talk more about it, because I'd love to pick both of your brains on what you think of this movie. Let's get to the his on Return to Oz. Return to Oz is a film released in 1985. This dark fantasy unofficial sequel to The Wizard of Oz was produced by Walt Disney Pictures and distributed by Buena Vista Distribution. The movie was based on Frank Baum's Oz novels. Return to Oz ultimately flopped, receiving mixed reviews. I'm in shock that this movie flopped because, <laughs> and, 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 and um, Alex, you talk about it a little bit later in the history that, that they felt like the marketing wasn't strong. I disagree. I remember like books for McDonald's toys. Like they, they did a lot for this from, from oh, really? what I remember because I had little books. I had little, the, you know, the little gold books. I had a gold book, Return to Oz. Really? Which, yeah. I mean, I had a lot of Return to Oz stuff, and I oh, felt boy. like they did do a good job. Maybe it was just locally. I don't know. But I remember a lot of Mark. I saw this movie in the theaters, believe it or not. I I mean, I had talked to my sibling, and my sister said she loved this movie growing up. And she's seven years older than me. So, uh, you know, grew up in the early 80s. So she said she loved the movie growing up. I've never, I don't remember ever seeing it. And uh, I don't think I'd want to see it when I was a kid. <laughs> I, I just, I love everything Wizard of Oz. Anything, I, you know, I've seen Dreamer of Oz starring John Ritter, which is all, all about L. Frank Baum and how he came up with the Wizard of Oz series because there's like 40 books. Yes. Uh, I didn't realize that there was that many yep. until uh, Joe, Joe and I were watching this movie together last week. And, uh, and when I was looking it up, yeah, like there's like 40 books. What did Joe uh, think of the movie? Interesting. <laughs> I- interesting. And I think he's glad that he's not here this week. Um, you know, but it, it's uh, it. And you talk about it again. It's more true to the books. Uh, there's a lot more characters that showed up in the books that 
weren't in the original Wizard of Oz movie. Now, look, nothing's going to ever top the original wonderful Wizard of Oz movie. I mean, it was a timeless classic. Uh, it gets magic point. Uh, this one doesn't. <laughs> yeah, so this movie flopped, and I think rightfully so, because you take a movie like The Wizard of Oz, which is an instant classic, and you know, one of the most beloved movies, I think, in probably American history. Oh, yeah into the Smithsonian um, Museum of, of American History of Pop Culture, and ruby slippers are the first thing you see. So to stray that, like, to purposely stray away from, you know, the musical, the the singing, you know, munchkins, the yeah, all that, and then to kind of give it a twisted spin on. And of course, yes, it was, it was true to the books, but the original movie wasn't true to the books, and it was amazing. So to kind of try to switch it up pretty ambitious and it didn't didn't really work out for me so it was really you know no surprise to me that this movie flopped it's also no surprise to me that it now has some like this cult following because of how strange and obscure it is chris you were talking about straying from the original not yes. only did they stray from the music of the original they also strayed from like proper uh space-time continuum since dorothy was 10 years younger in the second movie than she was in the first yeah that was that threw me <laughs> off as soon as the movie started i was like she looks younger what's happening here yeah, that didn't make much sense to me because they're saying this is not a sequel, but it is a sequel. So if it's not a sequel, then they should have made a they should have remade the original, but they knew the original was too good to remake. But instead of following the pattern of the original, they, it's just it's just so confusing to me. I don't know what they were thinking here. Well, you know what? Um, I mean, it's, a, it's a sequel. I mean, it, how do you how do you talk? How do you talk about this? This uh, classic story. And it's, oh, it's a completely different movie. Right. You know, that's like, I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's no. a sequel. Exactly. They're just saying it's an unofficial sequel because it didn't work. Right. <laughs> Return to Oz acted as an unofficial sequel and was based off of L. Frank Baum's Oz novels. Frank Baum was born in 1856 and was an American author, best known for his children's books. He wrote Mother Goose in prose in 1897 and was able to quit his day job and become a full-time writer. He followed that up with Father Goose, his book, which was also a wide success. In 1900, Baum and his partner Dinslow published The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. The book quickly became a bestseller for the next two years. He would go on to write 13 more Oz novels. Baum died in 1919 at the age of 62 from a stroke. His last Oz novel, Glinda of Oz, was published one year later in 1920. The Oz series was continued by other authors who wrote an additional 20 books. Return to Oz is based on the second and third book in the Oz series, The Marvelous Land of Oz and Ozma of Oz. The character TikTok is from the eighth novel, TikTok of Oz. The original Oz movie, which Return to Oz is not officially a sequel of, was released in 1939. The Wizard of Oz was an instant classic and is loosely based on Baum's novel. Walt Disney purchased the copyright to Baum's Oz books in 1950 and intended on making a television series. In 1980, Walt Murch pitched the idea of turning it into a movie. Although Disney had lost the film rights by then, they continued with the project. The movie, of course, became Return to Oz. This movie was very different from the musical with singing munchkins and the beautiful Emerald City. This was based more on the books and straight away from the original Wizard of Oz film. Disney did in fact lose the film rights to the Oz novels. However, it was public domain by the time they started production, so they were able to use the names of the characters. Disney was fine with this because they didn't want it to be an official sequel. One of the only big references in the movie was the appearance of Dorothy's ruby red slippers. Disney had to pay a huge fee for these to appear in the movie because they did not own the rights to show them freely. The ruby slippers were actually silver in the Oz novels. So which numbered novel was MySpace of Oz? No, that didn't work, did it? 
I don't know what that means. TikTok of Oz. Should I have said Instagram of Oz? Facebook of Oz? Oh, oh, okay. Snapchat of Oz. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get it. Now they explain it. <laughs> the COVID head. But it's bad jokes. <laughs> my bad. The, uh, that, this is actually my favorite part of the movie. When you have this, like, terrifying looking gnome king and then all of a sudden he pulls up his rock dress to show (laughs) (laughs) bows on them little dainty feet yeah how small is feet for him to be able to fit into the end of dorothy's uh ruby slippers tiny feet tiny feet yeah that was that was a funny scene in the movie um i watched this movie and the the way this movie is directed and the way it looks it's more grunge in a way than the original Wizard of Oz. It's not very, you know, happy-go-lucky. And uh, like Scott said, because this movie's based more on the books than the original, than the not the original, but than The Wizard of Oz, which is the unofficial sequel because it's not made by the same production company. I think you can't have a sequel unless it's made by the same production company. Mm, I would, I would, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of an example of something that was, but, but I, I don't know. Um you know, I, this movie traumatized me for, for several different reasons. <laughs> okay, um, but yet you loved it. I, I can't. Oh, I loved it. Uh, I can't go into me, to a mental hospital anymore. Uh, because anymore. I'm okay. anymore. <laughs> They're going to strap a ticking thing to my ears and, and then the wheelers are going to come get me. Also, I don't like the beach because of the deadly desert. It's, uh, you know, full ah. circle. I, I, you know, I'm terrified of sand. <laughs> so. While the wheelers were running after Dorothy, Alex messages me. She has to find some rocky terrain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can't climb up rocky terrain. She just needs to find some rocky terrain for those wheelers not to climb up. Dude, those are – Christine was like, oh, yeah, this has wheelers. And I was like, what's that? She's like, you'll see. They replaced the flying monkeys. And I was like, what? And then when they came, I was like, wow, this is so much worse than flying monkeys. Because flying monkeys – Actually, are kind of terrifying when you think about it. Like, if you watch the movie from a kid's perspective, the flying oh, yeah. monkeys are kind of terrifying. But they are the wheelers are. They're like they're almost like steampunky, but they're not. They're just really weird guys on all fours. It just looks it looks so creepy. Yeah, steampunky. That's a good way of. Yeah, yes. they are a little steampunky. Steampunky grunge with some graffiti. I love it. I, I found out my next Halloween Chris- costume. <laughs> right, Chris. How disappointed were you that your people, the Munchkins, were not represented in this movie? Yeah, you know what? Terribly, terribly racist um, that they didn't include the Munchkins. Um, I did write a strongly worded letter. Uh, all the people that were uh, charged with the movie are deceased, but I did write to their estates, and I do expect a long sum of money. Now, the Wheelers way less intimidating than the monkeys a monkey first of all a monkey can just run and jump at you and tear your face off but then and a they flying fly. monkey yeah a flying monkey because birds are terrifying right so now you have the wheelers way less intimidating what are they gonna do they have rubber wheels what are they gonna do like smack you with a rubber wheel to death like i don't think they could even do that and what do you do and then look just go on top of a hill how are they gonna get up they just roll back down <laughs> that's right yeah way I mean, less intimidating if you could get around them to the side you could definitely push them over yeah yeah, like, come on, way, way less intimidating, way less intimidating. And just weird. there's a lot of issues with the villains in this movie. I mean, mommy can't settle on a head. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the 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 gnome king is a is a cross dressing rock monster. Terrified I, I of mean, chickens, which they never explain. Yes, they, they, did. they do. They explain did explain that. it. 
Yeah. Yes. I must be chewing on. I must have been, I I must been eating some cookies or something because I did not hear how he's afraid. Why he's Spoiler afraid of chickens? Alert. Spoiler alert: Chickens' eggs are poison to them. Okay. So when he's about to eat Jack Pumpkinhead at the end, yeah, and he, the the lid comes off, and and they finally see Belina, and Belina finally lays an egg after the oh, whole movie. Did she lay an egg? I didn't even see that yeah. part. She finally laid an egg, and it went down the gnome king's oh. mouth, and it killed all the gnomes. See, I didn't see the egg dispense from her behind, and so, so you I just didn't... thought they randomly died. Yes, I thought. I thought. They had a really bad allergy where if they got in the air, if the if the if the dander from the chicken got in the air, they died. They're that allergic to chickens. Oh, they even say eggs are poison to gnomes. Poison. poison. I don't remember that part. Maybe it's I, like, maybe it's I had like a bathroom break. Five minute death. Yeah, it was very long. Dude, I was really tired by the end of the movie. Yeah, me too. I kind of zoned out. And this this movie made me progressively drink more and more as it went <laughs> on. So. I actually had to read the synopsis to figure out what happened at the end. <laughs> I always wanted a lunch pail uh, tree in my yard. Yeah. I begged my parents to, 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 to grow me a lunch pail tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I do want to know which, uh, which is your favorite characters, but let's, let's, uh, let's ask that after we listen to the next history. Return to Oz takes place six months after the events in Wizard of Oz took place. Dorothy Gale is looked at as an outcast because of her obsession with the Land of Oz. This leads her Aunt Em and Uncle Henry to take her to a mental hospital, where she is treated via shock therapy. The hospital is anything but welcoming, from the methods of treatment to the nurses and doctors. Dorothy escapes the hospital during a storm and is washed away down a river. When she awakens, she is accompanied by her chicken Belina, who can now speak, and Dorothy realizes that she is back in the Land of Oz. A lot has changed since she last visited. The yellow brick road is destroyed and all of her friends are now turned to stone. She learns that the Gnome King now rules Oz and has turned the Scarecrow into an ornament in his trophy room. The movie follows Dorothy as she meets new friends and attempts to take down the Gnome King. Much like in The Wizard of Oz, actors portray characters in the Oz land as well as people Dorothy has met in Kansas. The Gnome King is played by Nicole Williamson, who also plays Dr. Worley, who is about to perform shock therapy on Dorothy. The villainous character in the film, Princess Momby, is also the evil head nurse, who is played by Jean Marsh. Jean Marsh would later play the evil queen Bath Morda in Rod Howard's 1988 film Willow. One of the menacing-looking workers at the hospital also plays one of the wheelers, who is interrogated by TikTok. The wheelers themselves are creepy-looking humanoids, with wheels for hands and feet and roll around on all four. They share the noise of a squeaky wheel with the gurney Dorothy is wheeled around inside of the hospital. The voice actor for Jack Pumpkinhead and Belina the Chicken was Brian Henson, Jim Henson's son. Brian Henson would later voice Hoggle in The Labyrinth. Look at all these people that got their starts with this movie. I mean, you Big got cast. Brian Henson, yeah. you've got uh, Queen Bavmorda from uh, Willow. I mean, Dorothy herself was in The Craft and uh, Vicky Valancourt in uh, Waterboy. That's right. Yeah, this that's all. That's cast. all I can think of when I watch this movie. Is like that's Vicky Valancourt. What is happening right now? <laughs> now, who is Dorothy an outcast from? She had no friends anyway. I mean, she just she lives on a farm with her aunt Aunt M and her lazy Uncle Henry, who just sat on a porch for six months. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about the outcast, but she definitely was looked at as a weird person, someone who doesn't know what's going on. She was definitely and it's weird because like you think they solved it, but she didn't because now she looks in the mirror and sees Oz at the end. Spoiler. And so now even more, she's going to be looked at as a weirdo because she continues to say talk about Oz as she gets older and older. Yeah, they uh, this like you said, Scott, this cast is huge. They actually I heard they did ask Judy Garland to. Or make a cameo, but she was super dead, so she did, she could not make it. 
Now, before we started this history, I wanted to ask you guys who your favorite character was. So you had some time to think. Scott, who's your favorite character in this movie? I would I would have to say TikTok. TikTok? Why I mean, TikTok? TikTok was just TikTok was he was the Royal Army of Oz, just yeah. one person or one yeah. machine, <laughs> uh, you know, and had no fear. Um and then was quick to make an excuse when he couldn't get the job done. Uh, my my action must have run down from battling the wheelers uh, when he you know tries to hit Mombi with the the pail and he just freezes. Dude, and then he was brilliant. He's brilliant. He's in the ornament room and and he pretends like his action's gone down so that Dorothy can see what he turns into. Oh, that's right. Uh, that's right. You know, so that maybe she'll have an idea. Brilliant. TikTok is brilliant. Now, I, Alex, what about you? I, I hold on. I love when TikTok would just yell at people. Like I, I'm stuck or whatever. Help me up. Help, help, me, up. Me, up. Yeah. help me up. Yeah. He was constantly yelling up. at people. <laughs> um, you know, I gotta say it was probably Jack Pumpkin King head. Uh, you know, that uh that old chestnut. Like it's just I watched it, I was like, what is that Jack Pumpkin King? What is happening right now? And the character uh, the character itself was just so weird and uh the the way the the character looked, like the head was so massive. And the body was so skinny. It was just so, such a weird thing. And then he kept calling her mom. Like, that was a weird, like, can I call you mom? <laughs> sure. Night, mom. Mom, where are you? <laughs> I thought you were going to say the gump because the gump is always like, he's the practical one. Like, I didn't even know I had wings. Oh, yeah, like <laughs> and, that. Uh, you know, we're probably going to fall apart. Like, that's <laughs> the realist. Yeah, gump, gump was funny. I, I liked Gump because he just totally like this movie was obviously not realistic, but he just totally defied the, every law of physics, just being able to fly with two ferns, like just on <laughs> a, a, for, for like, wings. Ouch. And she's like, "Hey, take a left turn. I'll try." Yeah, I don't know how to turn. I wasn't made to turn. <laughs> as a kid, my favorite was Ozma because she was hot when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, I thought the gnome was king was kind of hot. Um, <laughs> so. My favorite character was TikTok as well. I my the one reason was yes because he just doesn't care about anything. It, the the uh, as soon as he'd fall over, his number one priority was getting him help. Help me up. Help me up. <laughs> he just wouldn't stop. <laughs> but then my favorite one of my favorite parts of the movie was like when they had to sneak around and he's just oh stomping God. through the palace. <laughs> and Jack Skeleton and Jack uh, and Jack Pumpkinhead is not quite either. His his wooden bones are rattling all over the place. Like they are not SEAL Team Six for sure. Like screaming at each other down the hall while she's trying to steal something. <laughs> yeah, like he's like, be quiet, be quiet. <laughs> the Jack Pumpkinhead calling her mom uh, was by far. It goes a lot of weird stuff that happens. We that by far made me the most uncomfortable. Yeah, I thought by the end um, he'd be uh, Jack Dorothy's face Pumpkinhead. <laughs> Speaking of weird, uh, I do have a list. It's about three pages long. But one of the weird things was, who is that random girl who gives Dorothy the jack-o'-lantern that just totally gets white washed away and is just super dead, just dies? She comes back in the back That's end. Ozma. She comes back in the end. That's Ozma. Yeah, she comes. That's Jack's mom. That's Jack's mom. She's yeah, the one who ends up back in becoming Oz. the queen of Oz. Yeah. Yeah, but she's yeah. that's not real life. She died. She's dead. No. Oz is she a real didn't. place. No, Oz is not a real place. It was a dream. She's dead. <laughs> Ozma's dead. I'm sorry. She's died. No, Oz is a real place. I, she got sent a key from the scarecrow that she was certain of on a shooting star. Um, and then everybody is there in Oz. No, no, no. She's very dead. She was, she, <laughs> she's very, she's very dead. 
Um, she lives on in her memory. How did she die? Both of them could have fit on the. Did, if we learn anything from Titanic, <laughs> both of them could have fit on the piece of wood. <laughs> it didn't come out yet, so that's why Titanic was so confused because they saw Dorothy not uh, you know solo that that what chicken pen or hen hen pen. What do you call that? Chicken coop. Chicken. It was chicken a crib. Oh, I it read chicken crib. coop in synopsis. It was. It looked like a chicken uh, crib thing, but it was looked like a crib too. Oh. So anyway, she's dead. That well-placed um, driftwood. Alice is not real. She has mental issues. I thought the whole story was, was I, I thought, okay, so let's clear this up for me right now. She does not have mental issues. No. In the so book, she, in the novels, she has no mental issues, issues. In the novel, Oz is a real place. And so the only time she goes to Oz is when she's knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. By a storm. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's like i feel a storm coming <laughs> i'm gonna visit oz soon i swear she becomes a tornado a tornado chaser <laughs> we need to go back return to oz would be released on june 21st 1985 and was not well received by audience members and critics alike the original budget for the film was 20 million dollars however during production it was increased to 28 million it performed horribly at the box office, only earning $11.1 million in the United States. Critics raved about the special effects that were ahead of their time. In fact, the film actually received an Oscar nomination for Best Visual Effects. The special effects were overseen by Zoran Perezic, and the Gnome King was created by Will Vinton. This is where the praise stopped. The film was deemed too dark and eerie for children, and Disney took a gamble taking this movie in a totally different direction than the original film and lost. During production, Disney Studio changed hands with Michael Eisner and Jeffrey Katzenberg taking over. One of the writers, Kurtz, complained that the new regime did not promote the film effectively, abandoning it since it was not their project. Although the movie did not perform well in the United States, it gained a following internationally, as well as a cult following from fans of the Oz novels. Readers of the novels respect the fact that the film was true to its roots. I do love how every, it seems like, you know, since the beginning of film, every bad movie develops a cult following. And I yes. do love and respect that because like there is a lot to enjoy about this movie. I'm not saying this is a good movie by any means, but there's a lot to watch and enjoy. I, I had a really fun time watching this movie. Yeah, I don't the, know first, you, the first like the first 30 minutes was hilarious. Oh, it was it was honestly the first 30 minutes is one of my favorite movies I've ever watched in my life. It didn't it, it got worse. Like it did yes. not get it, I, I don't think I think towards the end of the movie, it just lost me. Yes. But the beginning of the movie, I'm like, wow, I'm going to name my firstborn daughter Belina. And I told you that, like it, it took over the name Blanche for my uh, what I wanted to name my first daughter. And um, yeah, talking really chicken is a total it. upgrade from non-talking dog. Huge, huge. I, I just I really Belina enjoyed was hilarious. Game. Belina was hilarious. Oh, Belina was great. And I just the, I was laughing out loud at the ridiculousness of this movie. Like I said, Pumpkinhead guy calling her mom. Can I call you mom? And she's like, I don't know about that. And then he just starts calling her mom. <laughs> without her consent just hilarious tiktok was just totally ridiculous it was just it was a ridiculously funny movie it did just get progressively worse um but it was like there's a lot to enjoy from this movie so i'm glad that even bad movies because they put a lot of time and effort into this uh get develop these cult followings it definitely a cult following and look it's not watching it as an adult was not as enjoyable as when i watched it as a kid but it's not a terrible movie. And, and I guess for me, it brought back a lot of nostalgia because I remember watching this movie a lot as right. a kid uh, to the point where like when I would go to Magic Kingdom and I'm coming off of Main Street and I look to my left and I see the Crystal Palace, it kind of looks like the Emerald City before, like when they take show that one shot of the Emerald City and it's uh -huh. all in shambles. 
kind of looks like the Crystal Palace a little bit of Magic Kingdom. So like just little things here and there uh, just remind me of this movie. Oh, man. Little Scott running around be like, I want to meet Pumpkinhead. And they're like, sorry, he's not here today or ever. <laughs> he's never here. <laughs> well, Dorothy was my imaginary friend running around my house for like uh, two years. I had an I had an unhealthy obsession with everything Wizard of Oz. I still do. Love Wicked, love uh, Oz the Great and Powerful. Like Wizard of Oz is probably one of my favorite franchises of all time. Have you read the novels? No. Scott can't read. No, I don't read. <laughs> you know they have audiobooks. I'd rather listen to the Diz His podcast. Ah, brownie <laughs> points, brownie points. Now, there are a lot of enjoyable characters as well in this movie because I could see why a young kid could look past the um, horrificness of this movie, like just how scary it is, and just fall in love with jack Pumpkinhead and the gump and tiktok because it's it kind of reminds me of like never ending story like never ending story is pretty terrifying but as a kid you know it's like it's really cute and fun and fascinating that was so, my movie as a kid the way yeah. scott loves this movie as a kid is how i love never ending story i watched that a billion times yeah it too. Just i just had to, i had to fast forward through the uh the swamp scene because that's still traumatic to this day <laughs> oh really joe loves um never ending story because an animal dies it's his favorite <laughs> he loves that stuff <laughs> yeah, he hated this one because people actually got brought back to life in this movie instead but, of just all death. But can we? T- I, I wish they didn't even have the Scarecrow, the Ten Man, or the Cowardly Lion in this because their their versions of those were so bad looking. Very. They were terrifying. Those were the things that were so terrifying. Is their version of the Tin Man, their version of Lion, the Cowardly Lion, and their version of the Scarecrow. The Scarecrow's eyes. Were ginormous, and, he, and I, you know what? I didn't notice that his facial expressions changed throughout the movie. I didn't even notice that for a first while. But look at drawings. Look at drawing original drawings of the lion, the scarecrow, and the tin woodsman, uh-huh. and that's what they looked like in the books. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. They they look very much like that. What we saw in the Wizard of Oz uh, w- was not is not accurate at all. It's crazy. If anything, some could say that Wizard of Oz was. Uh, uh, the unofficial prequel to the brilliant right. Return to Oz. Right, because it's crazy they made a movie and they made it completely different than the novels, but it became such a success that it it takes over the idea. Because if I were to read the novels, I'd be like, what? This doesn't seem like Return to Oz. And then, and then yeah. you know, it would be ruined for me because I watched the movie that's based on the book loosely. It's kind of brilliant of the production team if you think about it. Yeah, they're like, you know what, instead of trying to do this and make it bad, let's just have them look like humans. I do think it's uh, funny how the original budget for this movie was $20 million, and they upped it to $28 million. They were probably thinking like, oh, man, yeah, unofficial sequel to The Wizard of Oz. This thing is going to, you know, we're going we're gonna to cash out with this. But and then I, I just I really think that a lot of this had to do with just like this movie seemed like it was put on the back burners during like the changing of the uh, of the regimes, if you will of uh of the disney company i think michael eisner was the ceo um when when this one actually got put into theaters yep and yeah the original guy who who greenlit this was just not there anymore so it just wasn't giving the love that it that it should have been i think they were just kind of focusing more on the future i i do think the miss the biggest missed opportunity here was um developing a tv series i think they could have really went into depth with the all of these like you said scott 40 books or alex whoever said the like there's like 40 books uh, I think they could have went more into depth with that, kind of maybe been a little more true to or paid more homage to the um, the original movie, which everyone loves. So I do wish that we got something like that, which I do think there was a cartoon that came out Wizard of Oz, if I'm not mistaken. There was. There yeah. was. Don't know if Disney produced that or not, but. 
well, maybe they they do have into it. I don't know. That would have been cool to see a TV series. I, in today's day and age, I think it's easier to say that because we have the best TV shows now. Maybe it would have flopped back then, but I don't know. We got this instead, and um, well, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. Drew Barrymore, Alanis Morissette, and Juliette Lewis all auditioned for the role of Dorothy. The film fell behind schedule while shooting, and Disney almost fired director Walter Murch. But Murch's friends, Francis Ford Coppola, George Lucas, and Steven Spielberg, visited the set to provide encouragement to the studio. I think they were sabotaging. Like they're like, oh, this movie's gonna bomb. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, you have to release this. You have to release it. We're gonna look so much better. Dude, Pumpkin King Head looks great. Keep it up, guys. (laughs) Keep it up. (laughs) Production for The Wizard of Oz actually didn't start until Walt Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs showed that films adapted from popular children's book could become successful. The film was shot in England at a London soundstage with some exterior shots in Salisbury Plain. Budget cuts to the movie forced the Scarecrow, Tin Man, and Cowardly Lion to only have cameos in the film. Thank God. <laughs> they, had to pay the, they had to pay the Tin Man too much money to, uh, to appear in the movie for more than two minutes. Budget cuts also stopped production from allowing Jack Pumpkinhead and TikTok from having articulated animatronic faces. Tim Curry and Christopher Lloyd were considered for the role of the Gnome King. Dick Van Dyke was considered for the voice of Jack Pumpkinhead. They probably should have hired the Sherman Brothers for a soundtrack. And they probably should have hired somebody else to name these characters. Jack Pumpkinhead, not the most creative name I've ever heard. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's from the that's from that's from the book. Oh, well, shame on Frank L. Baum or L. Frank Baum, whatever his name is. We hear Diz his think Return to Oz was an interesting movie. You either loved it or hated it. Some would say it was truer to the Oz novels than The Wizard of Oz, while others would say it was a terrible sequel to such a beloved film. Oh, hey, a package. It's from Joe. Wonder what it is. Sweet. Three cheeky chicks. Mickey waffles. Wow, this smells delicious. I don't mind if I do. <coughs> <coughs> Three Cheeky Chicks Candle Company. Come check us out at MagicallyScented.com, where you can get smells like Pirate Water, Burnt Empire, Best Day Ever, Tiki Room. <laughs> and I can assure you, it smells a lot better than it tastes. And don't forget to use promo code DizHis20 to get 20% off your purchase. MagicallyScented.com. We make your house smell like Walt Disney. Walt Disney World. Walt Disney World world right not the guy uh that would be weird but you know what if you do want your house to smell like walt disney shoot us a message i'm sure we can do it at magically check us out streaming on award-winning disney streaming site sorcerer radio on fridays at 1 p.m eastern time or catch us again at 8 p.m eastern time sorcerer radio is an amazing 24 7 disney radio just visit srsounds.com or download the Sorcerer Radio app. Hey, I'm Joe from the Diz His. 
And I'm Nick from Sandpiper Vacations. We will be teaming up to give one of the best travel experiences ever. I am a travel agent with Sandpiper Vacations. We are able to book any vacation destination around the world, including Disney, cruises, and all-inclusive resorts. We have been working here at the Diz His to become travel agents. And with our knowledge of the parks, we want to plan the best Disney trip for you. Using us as a travel agent, we are updated on the latest and greatest information about all of the destinations. We can help save you time, stress, and sometimes some money. Using our services costs you absolutely nothing. It is completely free to you, and we are happy to assist you with giving you more value for your trip. So if you're looking to book your next Disney trip, go to DizHiz.com. Check out DizHiz Destinations on the very top. This is this is review. Review. This week's movie in Disney Plus was The Rookie, which came out in 2002 and starred Dennis Quaid as the main character, Jimmy Morris. What do you guys think about this one? I love this movie. I, I love this movie. And it's it's kind of like two movies into one. The the first part is where he's the coach of this uh high school baseball team and they're terrible. I, I mean, they don't even have grass on the field. <laughs> yeah. And it's like this Midwestern town. So like you know, the, the three guys were, you know, the, the pretty much the Waldorf and Stadler of this movie. They're <laughs> like, well, here, just keep your kids off the baseball field and we'll get that grass to grow because there's deer eating the grass. So they put human hair around the grass and say they don't like the human hair. It's super weird. But then they're like, you know what, coach, if we win a championship, you've got to be. Oh, the, the coach, Jim Morris, he's pitching to them in, in batting practice and he's pitching at like 98 miles per hour, like ridiculous speeds. So they're like, all right, tell you what, you're not reaching your potential. We're not reaching our potential. If we make it to the championship, if we win the championship, you've got to go try out for the major leagues. So they, the first part of the movie is them winning their championship. And now he's got to try out for the, for the major leagues. So he tries out for uh, the Tampa Bay Rays farm team. And uh, it's, it's a really, really good movie. It's, it's one of those cheesy inspirational sport movies where yeah. you know where i watch it and i want to run a mile afterwards because i'm like i can still <laughs> play in the nba at 42 years old alex what do you think about this one um i actually have not seen this movie i watched a trailer for the movie and i've never seen it but it it looks like a movie right up my alley i love those kinds of movies it looks like a funny movie it has one of my one of my favorite actors uh rick gonzalez he plays one oh, of the students yeah. and i I, like I think he's hilarious he's been in a lot of different things uh like coach carter he's in coach carter and um, I think uh, the the idea behind someone becoming better and as they age and not understanding it and then going on to become a major league is pretty interesting. It's it's crazy. This is an actual life story. I actually this is I, I'm not gonna say it's one of my favorite movies. It's not. But it's a really, really enjoyable movie. I have watched this. It's been a while. Uh, Dennis Quaid's performance in this movie is really, really great. I just you know, he's just a really lovable character that you just want to root for the whole time. And like you said, Scott, it's just one of those feel good movies where it's just like a follow your dream, you know, run of the mill sports movie. But it just really pays homage to, you know, America's pastime baseball. And I like how you got a really good window in on the game of baseball and kind of what goes into it and everything. It just I don't know. It's just one of those really good, cheesy, just fun movies. It's really hard to critique this movie because there's so much good going for it. Chris, did you like the movie Invincible? Yes, because I met him, actually. Did you really? He's, Vincent he's from, yeah, he lives in my town. Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. This movie reminds me a lot of uh, Invincible, but baseball. 
Yes. Just where it's it's someone that has no business being in the sport. They're past mm. their prime. They're older, you know, off the streets. And then, you know, here here we go. Yeah. Invincible, that's that, that's that like football that. movie, right? America's Real Pastime? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I think uh, Ryan in chat says the rookie was nominated by the American Film Institute as one of the 100 most inspirational films. Really? Is that inspiring, mm-hmm. huh? I think I, in the trailer it was funny though because he's he's throwing to a speed machine for cars and it's yes. saying seventy eight and then it, and then he walks away and it flickers to ninety eight and he doesn't know he's <laughs> throwing as fast as he is and then he goes to throw and yep. they're like you're throwing ninety eight miles per hour and he's like what and of course when he throws everyone snaps around to look who's throwing because somehow they can hear that he's throwing super fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really when he goes to this tryout he brings his kids with him. yes he's so he's got like he's in the middle of of changing a diaper and he's like the last one to get called because he's old, you know, he's, he's in his forties trying out for a major baseball team, 35, sorry, but he's okay. So he's 35 years old, throwing 98 miles per hour. That's kind of a, kind of a little bit ridiculous. And you know, the story of when he gets called up or if he gets called up is a little bit different than what actually happened, you know, for Hollywood, but it's, it's so I, I cry every time because I cry during those feel good sports movies, Rudy, I'm a blubbering idiot. I mean, that's, it's it's a great movie. You guys definitely would love this movie. Rudy was actually offside, Scott. But getting back into this movie, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I find it really funny because we talked about how this was, you know, uh, I guess nominated by the American Film Institute, and uh, it's a true story. I think it's so funny when um, true stories get nominated for like best screenplay and stuff like that because, like, <laughs> well, like, it's real life. It's, like it's it's a it's a real thing. Like. I just I just think it's so funny when they get like I'm watching the Oscars like you know the um uh the movie Lincoln was nominated for best screenplay well you know he had a great life I mean you might as well just give him the award yeah I just think that was really funny but if you have not seen the rookie it is streaming on Disney plus only $8.99 a month get the bundle for $12.99 a month we can get ESPN plus Hulu plus and Disney Plus. I think we should probably get a check for that, but we'll see. We'll have to wait. Uh, it's a really good movie. I highly recommend it. Um, it's definitely one of those movies that you could just watch like in the middle of the day. It's not one of those like movie night movies, but it's one of those ones you could have on the background in the middle of the day just because it's just, you know, it's a good movie. Hey there, fellow Disney enthusiasts. Scott here from the No New Friends podcast. Now, I'm not here to shamelessly plug the No New Friends podcast. No, I want to tell you all about the Diz His Goof Troop or Patreon. Now, you hear Joe and Jen and Chris and Alex talking about Patreon all the time, but I wanted you to hear from an actual Patreon member how cool it is to be a member of the Goof Troop. You get exclusive access to early release, show notes, and then my two favorite aspects, the cutting room floor material, the things that you don't get to hear on Spotify or Apple or any other platform that you listen to. And there's a lot of mistakes and a lot of really funny things that happen in that cutting room floor. Also, you get access to the live recordings. And I'm going to tell you, these live recordings are fantastic. Between Alex's mispronunciation of words or just Joe being silly or Chris making a really funny joke, it's worth the price of admission just to watch the live episodes. Plus, you get to chat and interact with some amazing Goof Troop members that have me rolling on the floor in laughter first thing in the morning all the way till I go to sleep at night. It's just so much fun, and I wanted you to hear it from an actual Goof Troop member how cool it is to be a Diz His Patreon member. Just visit their website, dizhiz.com, and click on the Goof Troop link for as low as $2 a month. That's only $24 a year. 
you get all this access and it's worth it. Trust me. Dizhiz.com. Click on the Goof Troop link. Check us out on Weeby Geeks, a new podcast website where you can find all your favorite geeky content. Just head over to WeebyGeeksBC.com. That's WeebyGeeksBC.com. And listen to all the other awesome podcasts, as well as Diz Is. All right, so what did you guys do in this week in Disney slash news? Alex, what did you do? I actually did nothing other than watch Marvel and um, the new Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, other than that, I did not do too much this week in Disney. Other than then, if you are a Bluey fan like me, I have been watching new Bluey episodes on YouTube. Now, it's kind of hard to watch because in order for it to stay on YouTube, they have to have a, they have a full screen. Then they zoom into a corner. Then they zoom out. Then they zoom into a corner. Then they zoom out. But you can hear the whole dialogue. And I'm such a big Bluey fan, so is my family. So we're watching those on YouTube as they're being released. I guess as they're hitting the air in Australia. And uh, that's This Week in Disney for me. Well, I'll answer for you, Alex. You actually did do quite a few things This Week in Disney. Don't sell yourself short. I did? It's a lot of, it's a lot of Disney content, those two shows you watched. Uh, you had some birthdays passed, and you had a Father's Day pass, and I'm sure you had some Disney stuff incorporated that. I saw your Father's Day gift. My Father's Day gift that was Disney-related. It was a cup. Well, I, oh, yeah, my Bluey cup. Is yeah, that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah I did receive cup. a Bluey's Cup for Father's Day, but I actually received that about a month ago because I found it. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is very good at finding gifts. My fault. Out. It was drying on the drying rack, and I put it away. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, why'd you have it there? And she's like, you never put things away. I was like, what are you talking about? I always put things away. That's really funny. <laughs> Respect to your wife for washing something before giving it to you. I've never done that and never will probably. But uh, did you any of your kids do any like Disney theme parties or anything? Um, the theme for the parties was Bluey. Okay. And one of the other themes for the party was E.T., which is not Disney. Oh, that's cool. I didn't see any pictures from that. You know, it's my favorite movie. You're a great friend. Thank you for sending the pictures along. <laughs> my daughter has now a custom made dress that says E.T. on it. Oh, I'm going to have to see that. I might have to borrow it, actually. We're the same size. <laughs> that's cool, though. Uh, Scott, what did you do this week in the world of Disney? Well, in addition to uh, watching Miss Marvel and Obi-Wan, uh, for Father's Day, I got this really cool Spider-Man uh, cork, cork, corksicle. I always see the ads thing. for those. I'm so jealous you have one. Yeah. And then I got a Marvel, like, uh, bigger one canteen thing. So, you know, while I've got COVID, I'm just drinking out of these, uh, trying Very to stay cool. hydrated. But the really cool thing that I did this week in the world of Disney is... Uh, obviously I may work for one of the theme parks here and, uh, there is a dinner show, uh, returning to, uh, to Disney. It's called the Hoopty Doo Review. What? And I got, I got to see one of the final dress rehearsals of that show. It was the very first awesome. time I've ever seen that show. And I like and immediately when I got done with the show was looking to see if I could book, uh, book of dining for 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 my girls because it was so incredibly cute i loved it and i know you guys just did the history of it not too long ago and i i was ashamed that i had never seen it uh but it was so cool and the food was amazing i mean it's it's really good dinner show food dinner show food is never very good especially here in orlando but this one was really good like if you go to sleuth's mystery show down i drive it's awful but this was really good food <laughs> the show was super cute 
so much talent in that group and and you know it was all it was all cast members going to see it so they were so happy to see it come back and all that and it was it was really good it was a really cool experience sounds like a fun crowd probably oh yeah for sure yeah it it, it was it was all it was all uh members of management now that was at the four o'clock show the six o'clock show had all like disney executives like big time executives and you, didn't, at, you uh, didn't get invited to that one that huh show. No, no, I'm not that important <laughs> yet. 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 And if you do go to the Hoopty Doo review, please mention the name Alex from DizHiz to uh, actually get double your bill because uh-huh. Alex uh, dined and dashed there once and they're still <laughs> trying to pick up the tab. They can't, they uh, can't tell it's me. I don't have a, I, had, I didn't have a beard back then. Uh, that's true. Uh, this week in Disney for me, uh, really the only thing I did was that little virtual double date I uh, had with my wife, Alex, and his wife, which was a lot of fun. And I hope to do that more in the future since Disney Plus does have the sharing feature. We had to figure that out, which if you don't know what we're talking about with this sharing feature, it's really cool. You can do a group watch with up to six accounts. They don't have to be on That's your account. Cool. It's really neat. Yeah, it so is So cool. you can pause. Maybe and... we could do that with the rookie. Well, I've I've seen that so recently, so... I would hate to watch it again really quickly, but um, the group feature group watch that you have to um, you can invite people, I guess, through a link. You really need it for um, like you, you really have to do it through desktop or something. It seems like you need to have the app. Disney Plus app on your phone yeah, right. and that and that then will be synced to your, I guess, Wi-Fi and therefore you'll yeah. be linked to your computer, your TV. I don't know how it gets from your phone to the TV unless you I mean, like I was on Roku, like. How would I make sure my phone is telling my Roku box that I'm doing something on Disney Plus? It's just that Disney magic, Alex. Yeah. It's that Disney magic right at home. I guess it's just because you're logged into your account. So yeah, if, I think, if you I, accept I something via logged into your account anywhere, it's telling wherever you're logged into your account, this is what you're watching. And it is a really cool concept because like yeah. we did, we can watch this. I mean, we did it without using the, the thing, but it's so yeah. much easier if you have a lot of people doing it. Mm-hmm. And then you have those, uh, those social distance parties. Yeah, pretty neat, especially cool. for long distance relationships like Alex and I. That's right. So, so we, I, I did do that. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say about that? I don't, I don't, I don't know. But yeah, that was about it for for me in the week of Disney. I've had a busy schedule. I can't wait to wind down. I do what I would would like to get back on top of Obi Wan and start um, Kamala Khan show. What's her name? Oh my gosh, Miss Marvel. You can't say that on this show. Miss Marvel, Miss Marvel, <laughs> Miss Marvel, because um, I did see a shirt that they're selling at Disney that has a bunch of names like Mr. Tree and this. And apparently she talks about it in the show and it says New Jersey Avenger Con. So I'd love to get a New Jersey. Avenger oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because she is uh, New Jersey's. That's superhero. right. Yeah. You should definitely get on it because they're good shows. And, you know, you said Obi-Wan. Instead, yes. Obi Wan Kenobi, and my wife and I are having a conversation. Like, why do they name it Obi Wan Kenobi? Why do they say all three? You can say Obi Wan, you can say Kenobi. Why did they name it Obi Wan Kenobi? Why didn't they just shorten it and make it easier for us who liked it? That way, we don't have to say the whole so, name because we're going to shorten it anyways. So, not, so that we're not confused with maybe they're talking about Ben Kenobi or maybe they're mm. talking about Sally Sue Kenobi. You never That's know. True. But Scott, you watched Miss Marvel and you liked it so far. You know, it's it's not it's not my favorite uh marvel series but it's it's really good and i think it's going to get really good it's just kind of weird right now because she's in her awkward still trying to figure everything out yeah. and she's not like other superheroes where 
she was either born with the ability or was bitten by something. Uh, she found something that m- turns her into a superhero. So she's still trying to like figure all that stuff out. Now, are you aware that the way her powers work and how she got her powers is not true to the comic books? Uh, I don't care. I don't read the comic books. This is uh, this is my my truth. Okay, I just wonder if you knew that or not. Yeah, I I, I know that. Oh, you didn't know that? No, I I know. I'm sorry. I don't know that. I don't care. Uh, That's fine. That's fine. I I figure a lot of fans probably don't know her true backstory. But it's still pretty good. It's still a good show. I like the way it's directed. Like I I think I talked about last week. I like the way it's directed. Cinematography you're talking about. Cinematography is very nice. And I like how they have a character who's way different than, you know, what we're aware of. Like myself, I don't know a lot of people of people of Muslim faith and I like watching a show talking about that dealing with that and you know allowing me to sneak into that kind of lifestyle and see what it's all about yeah I I do love that I saw this this stat on Twitter the other day that Miss Marvel is one of the lowest watched um Disney plus or Marvel series but it's one of the highest watched series in Hispanic and Muslim households which I thought was really really cool oh, because wow. It's kind of giving them, not Hispanic people, but it's given um, people that practice Islam representation, which I think is super cool. Yeah. I love how it does. It's super cute. The the little nods that they make to the um, the main MCU storyline. I mean, her, I don't, did I say this when we were recording? Uh, I, I, when her landing on the top of the building and she does it in the, uh, in the super, the superhero pose, but it's like super awkward because she's this awkward teenager. <laughs> yeah. The first time. And so she doesn't quite land it right. And it's just, it's super cute. Yeah. Uh, and I love that little detail. So Scott, what can we expect from you? And I guess I too, on this week's episode of the No New Friends podcast. Well, on this week's episode, or la- this past week's episode, we have uh, Alex from the Diz His podcast ah. on. Me? And he asked, well, as a super fan of the No New Friends podcast, he asks us all sorts of fun questions. Uh, then we talk about my daughter's birthday, and then uh, the three of us kind of talk about uh, a celebrity that may or may not have been a Disney Channel star and the weird things that he's doing on Instagram uh, <laughs> with those weird pictures. Yeah, it was a Forgot fun episode. About, um, it is a very, very fun episode. Um, but we are hopefully a finalist for orlandoweekly.com best of Orlando competition under the category local notables, best local podcast. So that list comes out. It already came out by the time this episode comes out. So hopefully we're on that list and, uh, we would love your vote. That's, uh, Orlando, orlandoweekly.com best of Orlando competition, local notables, and then best local podcast. Please vote for no new friends podcast. And Scott, where can we find the No New Friends podcast? We are streaming everywhere. That's uh, the Spotify, the iHeart, the Google, everywhere you find your your podcast. And uh, visit our website, nonewfriendspodcast.com. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. It's always fun when you uh, come in the, the virtual studio. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I love I love being on. And thank you for letting me pick this obscure topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. So we are recording on the 36th anniversary of the release of this movie. So happy anniversary to everybody who celebrates. So that's The His on Return to Oz. I'm Chris. I'm Alex. I'm Scott. Thank you all for listening and have a magical week.
please follow us on all social media by searching DizHiz65. Share us and subscribe to our podcast to get the latest show when it is available. If you want to help us out, get tips, get your memories shared on the podcast, see pictures and videos of what we are up to at the parks, join our goof troop on Patreon.com and search for DizHiz.